It's chaos. It's a different type of Sunday scary. It's your newest obsession. It's Dirty Driving, a Formula One podcast. We're the Hornsby sisters. I'm Katie. And I'm Megan. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Practice is over. We've had six days of practice. It's been like 48 hours or something over 6,100 laps, and I'm pretty sure all of us on this phone call can agree that we have no better view of what's gonna happen in the 2022 season. Um, Nevertheless, we are going to give it our best shot and make some 2022 predictions. Maybe we're gonna use some astrology signs, maybe we're going to read the tea leaves. I know some of us have looked at practice times. I um, maybe consulted a magic eight ball. Maybe I just like had some (laughs) irrelevant thoughts in the middle of the night. We all did our different take. Um, But today we're gonna be looking at our 2022 predictions and looking at our hot or not. We are joined today by our formula interested friend, Connor again. Say hi, Connor. Hello, everybody. Thank you guys for having me again. (laughs) He is back. So for our predictions, we are going to do this as efficiently as possible because we don't know what the fuck we're talking about, actually. (laughs) We are going to run through all 10 teams. Each of us are going to determine if the teams are going to be hot or not this year. We're going to go in order of laps from Bahrain, from the least laps put up to the most laps put up, starting with McLaren, all the way up to Mercedes. And then for each team, we are also going to pick our hot or not driver. And with that, let's get started. I know uh, I know we all have some hot takes or maybe some not so hot takes, and maybe all of us will be proven completely wrong. <laughs> And with that, let's jump into McLaren. I'm going to, I think I'm going to toss it to Connor here for the first one. McLaren, not. Well, actually, no. McLaren, hot, very hot on their brakes, which they can't seem to get to cool (laughs) off no matter how many parts they bring. Lando Norris, hot, because he's been spending a whole lot of time in that car. And Danny Rick, not, because he's sick with COVID. And that sucks. For the McLaren, I had the exact same. Hot. I think uh, maybe a little warm early on. Maybe a little warm. Not sure. We'll see how that happens. And then, yeah, Daniel Ricciardo's got some work to do. So he's starting off not. I could see him switch over to potentially being hotter later in the season. You know, as time goes on. as he's also just a sexy guy. Yeah, sexy guy. So it's hard to call him not. But he's hot in my mind, no matter what. And then, yeah, Lando Norris, hot. He's had all this time in the car, and we saw what he could do last year. So let's see him continue to grow year after year. Okay, I had McLaren as one of my lukewarm teams. They are hot for the midfield and not for a top challenger at all. They just, well, I mean, the brakes are overheating. I don't think they're really going to bring the fight to Ferrari, Red Bull, or Mercedes like we had all hoped they would. Lando Norris, I think, is going to be impressive this year. And Daniel Ricciardo, I mean, I love him. I'm manifesting success for that man. I mean, he's sexy as shit. I love him. We know it. But I feel like he's just going to have a nodder year. I'm, I'm manifesting greatness for him, but I'm expecting not from him. It's hard to say. It's hard to say, I know. Um, okay. I know uh I know this one is going to bring some hot takes and we've got a lot to talk about for Haas. They were the second most or the team with the second most laps and um we had a switcheroo of drivers. So, well, let's just talk about Magnussen, forget about Mazepin at um, Barcelona. So I'm going to give it back to Connor to start us off for the hot or nots. Haas is hot right now. Second fastest time in testing of any of the teams. Come on. Who saw that one coming? Um, no one. And I, I really, this one kills me. You guys know that I am a Ferrari homer. You guys know that I love the Schumacher family. And you know that I love Mick because in our end of the season rankings last year, I'm pretty sure I put him in the top seven. 
<laughs> but I got to go K-Mag as my hot driver right now. Number one, how many memes have we had about K-Mag? So hot right now. Or K-Mag, look at this beautiful man. And he's the big story. He took the seat. He's back, baby. Mick Schumacher, I mean, look, he was fast. He put up a lot of good times. He was great during testing. But you can't give it to him because he just doesn't have that energy right now that you got around K-Mag. Katie, what are your thoughts? Any responses? Well, I completely agree that Haas is going to be hot. I have now been singing in my head, fire burning in the Haas tonight. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I've had that stuck in my head for, I don't know, maybe an hour or two now. Um, Completely agree. Mick, love him to death. He's not there. He's not at that potential to be the hot driver. And I mean, Kevin Magnuson came in, took the fastest lap of, uh, what was that, day one? Day two. Day two, thank you. I'm, I was so impressed. I, ha- I did hear some rumors that his neck has been hurting, so his neck might not be on fire, but I think the rest of him is on fire. So he's my hot driver. Or maybe my his back. neck is on fire in pain. My back. <laughs> But does his back hurt from from all the the bouncing? Um, <laughs> the video of Pierre Gasly looking like he's at a metal concert. He's like, <laughs> it like hurts my neck watching it. Um, I have to agree with both of you. Haas is hot. I feel like Gunther Steiner was like, oh, your old guy's gone. Sets down his beer and is like, let me put up some times in Bahrain. Like, that's just what I imagine happening. (laughs) All that toxic energy out the door. And then we got all that fantastic energy in the door. So they're going to be hot all season. I feel like it's good vibes at Haas right now. They're like, wow, we've we've just purged some bad demons there. Um, But I'm going to take a different stance than both of you. I think... It's going to be Schumacher that's going to be hot at Haas this year. I'm saying it. I'm saying it. I am feeling, I'm manifesting a podium for Mick Schumacher. Wow. Hot take. I think it's going to happen. I mean, I feel like, I feel like it's going to happen. The race is probably going to be a dumpster fire that allows (laughs) it to happen. But it's going to happen this year. I definitely see Schumacher in the points. Um, I think Magnuson's hot right now, and I think he's going to have a great year. But he's – I don't know if that's going to translate to all your performance. So overall for the season, he'll be the nodder, and Schumacher will be the hotter. I mean, I also just, like, love him. Schumacher, yeah. he was, like, saying thank you to everybody in the garage. And I was like – well, what's going to be really interesting, right, if they are, let's say they're near the top at the beginning, and, and based on the speeds we've seen so far, there's a chance they're going to lead the midfield. They have 45% more wind tunnel and aero development time every week until June 30th because of the way that the new rule works in Formula One, where based on your standings from the year before, you get allotted time on those testing tools. So not only could they be hot early with that development time until it resets on june 30th they could be out developing mercedes 45 percent, right so like there's there's a lot to be excited about with them right now and i think that they definitely have something to prove now i think there is a there's a big push there you know now that they've gotten rid of quote unquote like the bad egg you know, there's a lot of desire there that now they freed themselves of, you know, what we saw in Drive to Survive as being like a massive, like, sticking point for team relations, you know, tensions in the garage. Now that that's gone, I think that there's an opportunity for the team to actually, like, work cohesively. This and is I why everyone that... hates you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And I mean, I think there could be a really great partnership between Mick and Kevin where Kevin can bring, you know, experience, experience outside of Formula One, can bring his knowledge from IndyCar in. I don't know. I'm excited. And I I would also like to point out that Mick had an awesome time on day two as well. Like he was 
second fastest behind Verstappen. I, I think there is no doubt in my mind that they could be leading the midfield and pushing teams. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about this. Um, okay, let's switch gears and head over to talk about Williams. What are our thoughts? I struggled with this one. I uh, kind of wanted to make both drivers not but Williams in general hot. I don't know why, but that was kind of just my feelings around it. Um, but I ended up choosing Williams hot. I know, kind of a weird take, but, like, I don't think either of them are going to really, like, do anything phenomenal. But I think together they will make Williams a decent, I don't want to say warmer than lukewarm, lightly scalding, maybe. I don't know. Um, but I had Alex Albon is hot just because I think he's back. He's got something to prove fresh. I could see him maybe having some struggles to get reacquainted with the team and, you know, being back in the car, but everyone's in a new car. So I don't think we're going to see that big of a gap between the two. And then I had Nicholas Latifi as not hot because I just don't think he's ever been hot. But his girlfriend is gorgeous. (laughs) It's just so odd how hot she is and how just not hot he is. Yes. Money. I don't know if anyone saw that, but money. Yeah, it kind of got me. Is that a rude take? Like, I'm sorry. (laughs) She's Um, so pretty. She's stunning. Stunning. Um, But anyway, my, my takes on Williams here is... Williams is a team that I am am the most confused about, right? Based on their times, they are they seem slow, but they were 20 miles an hour down in the speed trap on the straightaway on their fastest lap. So they're clearly not that slow. They have the Mercedes engine in the car. Like, are they backing off because of porpoising issues or is it something else? Um, so this one, because I have absolutely zero idea, I had to go with hot because the car lit on fire. And come on, what's hotter than fire? I mean, we saw firefighter Latifi. I mean, that was a great <laughs> image. That, that might have been his hottest moment. Maybe that's, yes. maybe that's why his girl likes him. He looks hot as a fireman. I don't, <laughs> um, I don't know what they do in their free time. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I did put Latifi as my hot driver here. And really, it, it could have gone either way. Um, I think that they, neither one of them did anything special. The only reason I gave it to Latifi is, like, coming off of the shit that he dealt with last year and people saying, like, oh, he's not that good of a driver. He pretty much matched Albon piece for piece. I think people came in and expected Albon to blow him out of the water, and he didn't. So um, for that reason and that reason alone, I'm making Latifi my hot driver. I think that he's going to be the lead guy there for the beginning of the season. And I think eventually Albon will take that spot by the end of the year, but I think that it's going to take him maybe a few weeks to kind of get that lead role. But also, too, I don't really see either one of these guys really grabbing that team and taking a lead role. I think it's going to be very week to week. This one was the hardest one. The hardest one. Um, in all of the, like, looking at times, looking at performance, looking at what people were saying, I just can't get a read on what's going on at Williams. Uh, so I did the opposite that you did, Connor, and I defaulted to not. Okay. Hedged. I was like, played the pessimist. I was like, I don't really know what's going on there. And history has kind of proved that they have underperformed. Um, I did have Albon as my hot, but I kind of think that it's just going to go back and forth. I think there'll be like a couple of weeks where Albon shines and then a couple of weeks where Latifi shines. But I think their shining is still going to be back of the pack, midfield, maybe. I don't see much changing there. But I do have like a little shining hope for in the future. Like maybe this could be another one of those building years. I do kind of hope that Williams can be a midfield team in a couple of years. A solid midfield team. Yeah. And again, like what we talked about with the rules, right? They've got more testing time than anybody else. So that that will help them close up the gap um, compared to previous years where they would probably be developing less just based on cost. This, I think this year for them is going to be just a fundamentals year. You know, Albon's going to have to 
yes, he's been around F1, but he hasn't really, I mean, he's in a Merc again. He's spent, you know, the last couple of years with Red Bull. So it's going to be that transition, but it's going to be the transition back to fully being a driver at the same time, working in a team that has been kind of structured differently. There's no sister team. I think it's going to be a little bit of a, a fundamentals year. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about Alpine. I'm intrigued what both of you are going to say. So uh, let's go back to Katie. I'm, I'm, I'm interested for your thoughts. Yeah, I, um, I, I said not. Not hot. The team, not hot. I'm getting bad vibes. I don't know why, but I'm just getting bad vibes. I am intrigued to see um, what it's like with Otmar. I think that's a little shakeup. I had Esteban Ocon not. I've always never loved him, so he's my not. And Fernando Alonso is obviously my hot because he's the daddy on the track. Sorry. He's daddy. (laughs) Is this the year that Il Plan works? It is the year that Il Plan works. I could... Honestly, maybe see him take another podium this year. Elplan always works for me. Every time. Um, Yeah, Alpine is a weird one. I feel like their car doesn't look very developed. And then yesterday they piped in a time that was quite good. Um, There was an article that came out this morning. Alonzo was apparently stoked about the car, which is wild. Um their long run times have them similar to, to Aston Martin, somewhere in the midfield. So I, I don't really know what the hell is going on here. I'm going to put them as a knot just because they have a huge budget. They shouldn't be floating around the midfield. They've been saying every year we're, we're progressing, we're making our way up to the front. They should be at the front by now. And if they're not at the front, I don't think they're ever going to get there. And, and I think that they'll probably drop out of F1 before they get back to that point. Um, so with that, I'm going not. And Alonzo, putting him as the hot, I mean, he put in the fast time, and Ocon I'm putting as a not because, frankly, you know, did anybody even know Ocon was at the test this week? I don't think they mentioned his name one time. So you're not getting media coverage? No. You're not. Um, L- uh, L-Plan, Alpine, oh gosh. <laughs> Alpine. Um, Alpine and... Alpine. Um, Alpine and Aston Martin were my two uh, lukewarm teams. They're, uh, I told Katie this. They're my, uh, I left my coffee while I was working and I forgot that it was there and I took a sip 35 minutes later and it was just cold, but I still drink it. Like, they're, it's there. Um, I think they're just midfield. Alpine, I, I'm sorry. I, they just gave, I think they're just going to be a solid, mediocre midfield team. I'm kind of shocked that they haven't performed better. I'm also kind of shocked that Alonzo said that he was stoked about the car. It seemed a little strange to me unless they really were sandbagging. I'll be interested to see what happens next weekend. If they show up and blow everyone out of the water, I find that hard to believe. Part of me is also interested to see how the management shakeup is going to go this year. I do know that this is um, the first year in a couple of years where their innovation has been, the goal of their innovation has been performance over reliability. So I wonder if they're really going to be pushing for performance and that will cost them at some point this year. So I just put them in kind of this like mediocre meh, spot. And I think that's just where they're going to sit this year. Um, I don't know if, uh, I mean, I like our plan. I don't think it'll happen this year. Um, I obviously went Alonzo hot, Ocon not. Kind of the same reason. Alonzo was present, put up some times. And um, I mean, Ocon, I, like you said, didn't see his name at all. And I mean, not a single article I read even mentioned him. So basically not present. <laughs> it's hard being on a team with a two-time world champion, right? Like, I guess with George, he's like the hot shot, so he's gotten a lot of coverage. But, you know, anybody else, like Perez didn't get any coverage this week. 
Stroll didn't get any coverage this week. You know, if, if you're on a team with the champion, they don't really talk about you a whole lot. They don't, which is interesting to me. Especially because, I mean, for how much they talk about the future and the future growth and who's going to be dominating the grid in a couple of years, they don't really talk about the younger drivers. Okay, technically, next up is Red Bull. So uh, let's get into Red Bull. I'll take this one. Red Bull is hot solely based off of what they did yesterday because until then I had them as a not. Um, Max obviously is is hot. I mean, I think that he looks right now, him plus that car, kind of look like the favorites. And, um, you know, Perez didn't do anything really this week, but also he didn't get to ever run the car with all of the updates on it. And he ran yesterday morning. He did the shakedown. He did all of the work to, like, make sure that things were working. And then Max got to do the glory runs. And, you know, you got to give it to this guy. He really is a great team player, and he really just does the work that he's supposed to do. And, you know, I think that he's got to do that to keep the seat, and he knows that. But at some point, like, that competitive spirit's going to have to come out, right? Let's say Max rex out of the first race or first and second race and he's leading the championship does he turn around and start saying like nope fuck max you gotta pay attention to me now and you gotta push me to make sure that i win this thing because i'm the one leading the championship i am going to be watching checo very closely this year because i think he really showed a lot of skill last year like anytime i think about some of the highlights from the season i automatically think about Checo and defending against Lewis Hamilton. It's like one <laughs> of the things that my brain goes to. And now that he has found his way in the team a little bit more and is more comfortable, I'm excited to see what he can do this year. And Connor, you're exactly right. If something were to happen to Max early on, you know, we don't know. There could be a ton of DNFs. Then Checo needs to stand up for himself and get out there. I did make him my not driver just because his teammate is Max and Max obviously is on fire and will be going into the season because he's going to want to win again. Um, And then I had Red Bull as hot as well because, I mean, they're just going to be a hot team always. I co-sign. I think it's pretty clear that Red Bull is the team that people are going to try to beat this year. And... I, uh, they have a target def- on their back. <laughs> Elizabeth, I mean Toto, said it best. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, what's wait? I want to also add about Checo. I had this thought. I feel like he's after one season is slowly, not really slowly, rapidly morphing into the Valtteri role. Um, into completely being that, uh, r- really the wingman, you know, it's, it's happened so quickly at Red Bull. And I really thought, I knew it was going to happen. I didn't think it was going to happen this quickly. And I, I hope you both are right that Checo gets the opportunity to be competitive. Okay. Uh, next up is Aston Martin. Who wants to take this one first? I'll take this one. It's a not for me. It's another building year. We've not I've Lance Stroll gave me nothing last year. I don't expect him to give me anything this year either. He's my not driver. And obviously Sebastian Vettel's gotta be my hot driver. I could see them maybe taking a couple more podiums this year, but I think all in all they are on that long, long game plan of like the next five years, I believe. So they're just Again, not great vibes there. Not really feeling good energy. Yeah, Aston Aston's a fucking weird one, man. So let's I'm gonna I'm gonna start off by saying first off, the car is fucking hot. Holy shit. Inject that into my veins. Um The lime green. Oh my god. It's just so good. It's so, so good. Um but there's just some like weirdness, right? Like they didn't seem good. They seemed to have a lot of bouncing and porpoising early on. 
Then it got sorted out. And if you listen to like the pundits, a lot of people are like, no, this car actually looks good. It looks pretty fast. And I'm like, the times aren't there. And then you start diving into the, some of the details and you look at their long run times. And like Vettel had a long run yesterday where he was running in the 137s. Guess what? That's what Max Verstappen was running yesterday. So did they have less fuel in the car? I don't know because both of them were at the end of a stint. Theoretically, it should be the same amount of gas. So there's like some weird, weird stuff going on there. Sometimes it doesn't look good sometimes, but then you dive into the numbers and it looks great. So it's like, I don't know, maybe it's not going to qualify well, but they're going to race well. So they'll have to fight their way up and they won't compete for wins. But like you said, they'll get a couple podiums. It's it's weird, and I think that weirdness is why I have to give them a knot because there's no clarity. We don't know exactly where this is going to go. Um, but then, like, Lance is, is a knot because, like Ocon, he was just Mr. Irrelevant. It's like he was picked last in the draft. And then Sebastian Vettel is just – he's a four-time champion. We talked about this. The champions are getting the coverage. Um, and he didn't do anything to blow me out of the water. But by default – he Seb Vettel. <laughs> the one hot thing he did was he put on the, the Ukraine helmet and then now is apparently in trouble for it legally somehow. And he's like, yeah, I'm not changing it. Fuck off. Yes. I mean, I already said that they were a lukewarm team, just like Alpine. Like, I, I mean, I don't understand what's going on with this car either. It makes no sense to me. They're going to be, a, in my opinion, they're again going to be a mediocre midfield team because it's either going to do, it's going to do one of things, two things. It's either going to qualify well and not race well, or it's going to qualify shitty and race well, and they're just going to be stuck. They're going to have to fight one way or the other. I don't know which way it's going to be because the numbers are really not indicative. We're going to have to wait and see. I could also see them getting stuck in a performance um, issue as they're developing through the year. I could either see them developing and it going really poorly or them developing and being like, oh, we're in a good place. We're going to stop. And then everybody else overdeveloping on them. I don't really know what they're going to do. I feel like there's not a lot of like insight coming out of the team. And really, I wanted to give both drivers a not to. I really struggled to even give either of them a hot. Um, and I basically did what both of you did. I defaulted to Vettel being hot because <laughs> I think there's probably a good chance that he's going to have one or two standout performances where I don't think we're going to see that from Stroll. I, I really got I, – I think Stroll is going to have the most mediocre year he's ever had. More relevant than last year? Yes. I'm convinced. Crazy. They talked about him in testing last year, though. He he had his name was mentioned last year, and he was mediocre. This year, his name wasn't mentioned. Fair enough. <laughs> Watch him come out of the gates just and blow us all away, and we'll all be like, "Oh, there's our Lance Stroll, our not driver, doing Put, hot." <laughs> puts it on fucking pole at Bahrain. I will eat my words. I will. Eat, <laughs> I will go on the internet and be like, "I was wrong." Dude, I was wrong. If they could put it on pole, that would be insane because then that would mean everybody would develop their cars to look like theirs. And if we had an entire grid of cars that looked like the Aston Martin, I wouldn't be able to watch races anymore because it would be not safe for work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Mike Crack has to have something up his sleeve. Like with a name like Mike Crack. <laughs> <laughs> it gets me every time. Every I just time. think. Like, he had, like, I just can't imagine the nicknames he has as a child. Oh, my God. Well, the oh. good news is he's German, so, like, maybe it doesn't translate the same over there. And then he got to America, and he's like, why is everybody making fun of me, man? I don't get it. <laughs> Your name is Buttcrack, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. It's too great. It's too good. Like, there's just, it's just too good. I didn't think it could get any better. It just keeps getting better this year. Um, okay, Alfa Romeo. I feel like we got to talk about our boy, our Finnish sauna-loving, hockey-playing man. Yeah, I mean, Botas put in that one lap time, so, like, giving him a hot there. Uh, Joe looks like the next Mazepin, giving him a knot there. And... 
<laughs> I, I'm going to plead the fifth on Alpha Man because whatever I say is going to be wrong. Um, I for sure thought they were dead last. And then Botas puts in that time yesterday, and I'm like, oh, there's some pace in this car. And they're the only team that's at the weight limit. That's pretty dope. And then it proceeds to break down on the next lap. Come on. <laughs> so uh, w- with all that being said, I mean, like, I- I'm, I'm going to plead the fifth. I went ahead and just gave him a nod. <laughs> because. That's fair. I think, I think you're right. I, I think Valtteri deserves the hot. Great lap. I think this might be his spot. I don't know. I have, there's good vibes surrounding that for me, but I think the team is going to experience a lot of DNFs this year. Yeah, I would not. I just, the whole yesterday, that whole saga you just went through was just one of those moments where I was like, this car is just not, there's something off. There's something not right here. Um, I think it's going to result in a lot of reliability issues. I think they're going to have to develop it. I think there's going to be issues that pop up throughout the season that they aren't even aware of our issues now. And they're not going to, and they're going to spend a lot of time sorting that those issues out instead of developing for pace. Um, here's, here's a really bold prediction. They are going to finish top five at Monaco. And my reasoning for that is the car is significantly shorter nose to tail than the other cars. So it's going to be able to get around the hairpins faster. And so whatever other issues they have, they're going to make up for it. And Monaco, if you keep it out of the walls, isn't that hard on the cars because you're not getting up to the top speeds. It's a lot of time going slow, so it won't have as much time to break down. (laughs) Honestly, not that wild of a prediction. You're probably spot on there. That might that will probably be their high point of the year. It's early enough in the year that people might get on the bandwagon, right? Hey, you know what? That'll be a whole episode of Drive to Survive next year. I'll yeah. pr- that'll be my bold prediction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be like a Botas redemption episode. Make up for this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. And that's when they'll tell the story about him going to Alpha. Full circle. Netflix, we're looking for jobs. Um, (laughs) Let's talk about Ferrari. This car is so hot. It is fast. It is gorgeous. It is weird. It is everything that we love about Formula One. The team, they are back. They are the Ferrari of old, the one that we want. Both of their drivers are fucking hot, but if I have to pick one, you know I got to stick with my boy, Smooth Operator, Smooth Operator. It's Carlos Sainz. And Leclerc, I'm putting him as a knot only because I can't have two hots. Those are the rules. (laughs) Sorry, baby. (laughs) I also had Ferrari as red hot. They, I didn't even question that. I just wrote it down immediately. I don't even have anything to back it up. I just know that it's going to be red hot. Um, And then I chose Leclerc as my hot driver. I think the, I need to do like a seance about him and like try to dispel some of like the bad juju that he has around him. I think a lot of the times it just comes down to bad luck, um, which is like super unfortunate. But I, I think the tides are turning this year. And the only reason Carlos Sainz is my nod is because the rules said I couldn't have two hot drivers. <laughs> I'm seeing a trend here. Hot team. Oh, goodness. Um, okay, I obviously picked Ferrari as hot as well. Um, for no other reason other than they're hot. I uh, I don't love their livery this year. I love the car. I don't love the paint job. I would have. I, I would have gone, I would have done some different things. So that's a maybe a little dirty take on them. But the car is fast. 
The car is very, very fast. I have a problem with that statement. (laughs) I wanted it to be darker. I'm sorry. I wanted they could have done darker red. They could have done so much more. The black Mm. to the red fade could have been just a little bit more gradual and a little bit better shaded. Sorry, no one consulted me though. It looks exactly like my favorite Ferrari of all time. The 1989 to 1993 Ferraris. That's what it looks like. And those were the best looking Ferraris ever. I mean, I'm just saying that I think they could have just done like a little bit more. We're still friends, but it's trending in a poor direction. (laughs) (laughs) They could have gone a couple of shades darker on the red and done a bit better job blending. They have the best freaking people in the world to design that fucking car livery. Like, come on, blend it a little better from black to red. That's all we're asking for. <laughs> it's just very stark at points. Um, Back to what I was saying. I totally think Carlos Sainz is going to be hot this year. And I put Charles Leclerc at hot adjacent, so he is my not. Um, <laughs> I just I I it might be my just absolute determination that Carlos Sainz is really freaking successful and wins a Grand Prix this year and I just want him to win multiple Grand Prix this year um but I he just seems to be on fire I think he is red hot chili pepper red if you want to be like real on it um no I'm excited for him I'm excited for Ferrari I'm I'm hoping it's Ferrari and Red Bull fighting in the front actually Okay. We got two more. AlphaTauri. Let's go there first. I didn't realize that AlphaTauri had put this many laps on their car, that they were enough to be second on the grid. So um, because of things like that and other pieces of borderline irrelevance, I'm going to put them as my not. Um, We talked about the porpoising earlier. The car is really, really bad in that respect. I think that's going to be a challenge for them to get under control all season. They put up some okay times when they took the fuel out of it and and went for a a top speed run. But outside of Gasly on on day one, that time ended up being, I think, like sixth or seventh fastest. They were behind Haas. So the speed is not necessarily there. And when it came to long runs, Yuki was the only one that did a full race sim and he was all over the place. I mean, he had some laps where he was real fast and some laps where he wasn't probably just a Yuki problem, but maybe it's a car thing too, where it's difficult to really get everything out of it. So it's leading to a lot of ups and downs. And on that note, Yuki's definitely my down driver because of, again, the inconsistencies. He had gaps of like two seconds. Um, on the same tires from like one lap to the next, not across the entire stint. The biggest gap that I saw from any other driver was like maybe six tenths. And that was on like a lap where they locked up and went off the track. So Yuki's got a lot of work to do. And we know that he doesn't like to get up and do the work. We saw this in Driver to Survive. Um, And then you got to give Gasly the hot, right? You, You can't give it to Yuki. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I'm actually quite nervous for Alphatari this year, just because I really like Pierre Gasly. He's my hot driver, will always be my hot driver. Uh, and I'm nervous that he's not going to get the car that he can continue to improve his year after year better and better and better and better. I'm ner- I'm just nervous for him. And Yuki, I mean... He's a not. And that's that. <laughs> Who replaces Yuki mid-season? That is a very good question. I don't know if they do that, though. I don't know if they would. Return of the Maz. Return <laughs> of the Maz. Get out of here with that. I'm about they to like kick Russian you out of the drivers studio. over there. I mean, they had Kvyat for all those years. I think they'd bring Kvyat back before Mazepin. Fair enough. I could see that. 
Yeah, they'd bring him back before Maz again. If I'm Gasly, I'm pushing for Maz so I can take all of that money and then just put it into my car. Not a bad play. Also, really bad press. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing. It's on Alpha Tauri. It's not bad press for him. Slide in. Yo, Pierre, if you need some career advice, slide into my DMs, all right? I got you, fam. <laughs> um, I'm very... To go to go to my hot or not for Alphatari, I'm very intrigued by this car. This is like the third car that I had where I'm like, what is actually going on here? Because it seems reliable-ish, but it's just so not outstanding. Like the performance is just not there. So I think it's again going to be mediocre in the midfield. I think there is a chance that it's just not going to have the pace at all and that's going to be very unfortunate for Pierre and it's just going to be stuck there and it won't ever have like an impressive weekend or an impressive track that it shines at and that's to me is arguably worse than having a car that's just like got some performance and is unreliable it's just being so mediocre that it never shines um Gasly's hot Yuki's not sorry Gasly's proven to perform. Yuki is so unpredictable, and I, he's learned, but he's still not there. And that brings us to our last team. And the team that's been playing coy with all of us, tugging at our heartstrings. The Silver Arrows, Mercedes. What do we think? I really genuinely believe that at this moment in time, they are not the favorite. which. Even in previous years, when it looked like maybe Ferrari was ahead of them, they never looked like worse than the second team. And if you are the second team, you're in a great spot to produce your way up to the front. They don't look like the second team. They don't barely even look like the third team. Um, but I don't think anybody else has been impressive enough to to push them for that third spot. So... They're kind of kind of followed where Red Bull was for all those years in that weird in-between of like they're behind the top two, but they're not quite in the midfield. Um, but you can't take it away from them, right? They always find a way to fit to fix their problem. And if they can find a way to fix the porpoising, like the fact of the matter is the car bounces worse than possibly everything except Alpha Tauri. And yet they're the third team. And so because of that, and I know this is going to be a weird take. I'm going to put them as a hot because the car is still relatively fast with some major problems. And I think that those are problems that Mercedes will be able to solve because they're just so good. Eight constructors championships in a row. By the time we get to the middle of this season, they're going to be there. They're going to be competing for wins. They're going to be giving Lewis Hamilton a car that potentially can get him a championship. I just think that they're starting off a little bit on the back foot, and that's okay sometimes, especially with this new rule change. If they're third on June 30th, guess what? They get 10% more development time than whoever's in first place. So maybe this is a strategy play. Get some more time to develop down the stretch. The other team can't develop their car to get better, and there's more races after June 30th than there are before June 30th. So on that note, Mercedes is, my, is a hot team for me. I'm actually putting George as the hot driver over Lewis. Um, not that Lewis did anything bad, but like George matched him pretty much the whole time. And George is coming in with a lot of momentum. He's got a girlfriend, right? We learned that in Drive to Survive. So he's my hot driver. And Lewis, you know, he came in and and... There's definitely something to be said about, like, did he lose a little bit of a step last year? He made some uncharacteristic mistakes. And he doesn't seem in good spirits right now. And while in the past that hasn't been a problem, he's been able to overcome when things have gone bad and, and get better. At some point, that wears a person down. And at some point, he's going to say, you know what? I don't need this. Is that this year? I don't know, but it's starting to feel that way. 
Yeah. Uh, I wrote down they're going to be a hot, but it's a slow boil. Basically, just what you said, Connor. It's it's there. I know it's there. I know they're capable of it, but I'm not seeing what I wanted to see. I'm not seeing... I'm not feeling the good energy around it. And I really debated back and forth about my drivers, hot or not. Um, I I wrote, you know, Lewis gets hot because it's Lewis Hamilton. But I think George is right there up with him. And you're completely right. He's coming in with a lot of motivation. He's coming in with a lot of good energy, good spirits. And he's going to want to improve himself as soon as he can. I'm not going to lie. I do agree that Mercedes has a lot to overcome right now, but I'm sorry. The whole like playing coy, we have a lot of work to do is sounding a lot like Bono, my tires are gone. Like, I'm sorry. Like, (laughs) what do you mean you have a lot of work to do? Like, of course you have a lot of work to do, but by like race number four or five, you're going to be fine. Everybody has a lot of work to do, barring, I think, like Red Bull and Ferrari. But even Ferrari has a lot of work to do. They've admitted that they haven't fully solved the porpoising problem. So I I kind of struggled to be like, there's a chance that they're a not. They're Mercedes. They're a hot. I think right now you are correct that they're... They're third, for sure. I think they're solidly in third. Race four, even even Australia, I think that there's a chance that we could be having a different story. And you know what? I'm not even going to lie. If they show up next week and Lewis Hamilton wins, I'm going to be like, oh, Bono, my tires are gone. Glad we played that game in Bahrain testing. Like, it just... <laughs> It feels a little bit like a game. And I think next weekend will determine if they actually are at a competitive disadvantage or not. We don't really know. This weekend, or I guess testing, the weekend of testing, it was very clear that they spent a lot more time not putting up glory laps, but testing modes, setups, strategies, and collecting data, it wasn't about going for fastest laps. So, I mean, we really don't kind of know what their pace is at this point. And I'm sorry. George Russell being like, there's clearly other teams ahead of us. I agree with Ferrari. I'm like, I agree with Carlos Sainz, like typical Mercedes. He really toes the company line, doesn't he? (laughs) Toto taught him well. Do you think he had like a training. I wonder if there was like what like what kind of Mercedes press training he had. He's been having Mercedes press training for years. You remember the the outlash from Mercedes last year when he blamed Botas for the crash, and then how very quickly after that it was a very different story from him. I just I wonder what that training is like. I would be intrigued to learn about it. Say a lot of words that mean nothing. I picture a cold, dark room with a PowerPoint. <laughs> and, and a German man just, like, pointing at things. Or, like, okay, this is wild. You guys know the Scooby-Doo movie? The Spooky Island one? The, you know that training video? Oh it's like God. that. <laughs> <laughs> that is the right way to communicate. <laughs> Except Those in a German or movies. British accent. Yeah. <laughs> That's, like, terrifying. <laughs> Not gonna lie, terrifying. Um, yeah, so basically, I think we've concluded that we have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> I um, bet we're going to be all completely wrong, and I can't wait. I can't wait to uh, to see how wrong we are at the end of the season when we, uh, when we see where we're at. Um, in wrap-up, though, I think let's go through and predict who we think is going to win next weekend. Wild shots in the dark. Any thoughts? The race, correct? Not the championships? Not the, the championship. Uh, Carlos Sainz. You took mine. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I? Did you tell me that earlier? No. Oh, sorry. Great minds think alike. So I guessed it. I guessed the shot in the dark. I feel like I get a bonus point for that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I guess, Megan, you're going to have to pick somebody else on the fly. And I'm taking the other <laughs> Ferrari driver. I'm going with Charles Leclerc. I'm pouting so hardcore right now. <laughs> She's probably not going to talk to me the rest of the day. Oh, no. no, I'm not. I'm getting out of this like- one. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go Sergio Perez then. Ooh. I love that. I love that. I don't know. It's not going to be Max. I know it's not going to be Max, and I know it's not going to be Lewis. So I'm going to go Sergio. Sergio in Bahrain. It's, it feels right. I don't know. He didn't want <laughs> the, the, the air is speaking to me. <laughs> if, if you somehow get this right, go out and buy yourself a fucking lotto ticket, please. Oh, I think if absolutely. any of us get it right. <laughs> I see. Yes. I, I could see it happening with like Leclerc or Sainz if it does turn out that the Ferrari is the fastest. Um, I just like, I love Perez. You know I love Perez, but like he's not beating Max straight up the same car. <laughs> Something real bad has to happen. And if that's Lewis and Max taking each other out to start out a season, that would be pretty fucking funny. If that happens first race of this season... Oh, I don't weird. think any of us will make it through 23 or 22 if whatever if we get an addition. I don't think we'll make it. I mean, we've all of us barely made it last year. Lewis should just do it for the lulls. And when Max come over and yell at him, he just goes, "It's going to be a fun year and just walk away." <laughs> <laughs> Just like let's just light Twitter on fire, race one of the season. Let's get, get it started. Get in his head early, man. Get in his head. I'm taking. <gasps> I'm taking nothing from you this year. I will drive you off track, like you've done to me so many times. I think there is going to be a level of like no shit from Verstappen this year, though. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see. It will be. Well. Thank you so much, Connor, for joining us for our Hot or Nots. And uh, we'll see at the end of the year if any of us are right. I have a feeling we might be right on some and we'll probably definitely be wrong on a lot of them. (laughs) (laughs) And we will see you soon for another episode. Thank you so much for listening to another episode. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us at Dirty Driving Pot on Twitter and Instagram. Until next time, stay dirty.